Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's 10th highlight episode, we have artist Maureen Temples, who is a BFA 2012 competition winner. We talked at great length about her landscape paintings, which merge both representational and abstract qualities, and so they become very interesting. Once again, if you are interested in any more of these MFA and BFA competition winner episodes. There's a number of them up at the Studio Break blog. Just look under archives and you can find them there. Along with any number of other interviews, we have, I believe, over 45 full-length ones. So you can keep adding more blog posts at the bottom of the page or simply go to the left, look under archives, and go month by month. Again, lots of images to look at, so that's an easy way to check it out, see if somebody looks interesting, and give them a shot, listen to their interview. So I hope that you go do that. Once again, you can follow us at Studio Break on Twitter. You can find out more information by looking up um, Studio Break on Facebook. So like us there, you can see updates and previews of upcoming shows and updates from past guests. And you can also get and subscribe to us in iTunes. Just search for Studio Break on our podcast and subscribe there. All right, and here's the interview. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Studio Break. I am here with Maureen Temples. How are you this morning? I'm very well. You? I'm doing good. We're talking all about uh, your paintings, but you know, first uh, we always like to start off back at the beginning. So if you could just give us a little bit of a background where you grew up, um, what some of your interests were, and for some reason I think maybe being outside could be one of them. But I guess you'll, <laughs> I guess you'll let me know. So definitely. Sure. Well, so I was actually born in Belgium um, and moved to the United States with my family when I was five years old um, and grew up for, lived in, in Adrian, Michigan, which is a really small town um, for about seven years and then, um, and then moved to Kalamazoo, um, Michigan and lived there for another five before I went to college, um, and yeah, my family, yeah, so I've been exposed to a lot, a lot of different cultures growing up, and my family was always very into traveling, and, and we would take hiking trips almost every summer, and, um, go to a lot of different states, um, to do so, and so, yeah, through that, I definitely gained a lot of, love for the outdoors and being very active and yeah so that was really great it's it's just interesting the way that those kind of things wind up informing what you do i think um mm -hmm. were you yeah. someone that's always been active in terms of taking photographs and and you know looking at looking at that stuff in terms of i don't know looking back to it at all yeah oh definitely photography is another strong interest of mine and um yeah, I've always been a very visual person and absorbed a lot. Rather, I had, I mean, I guess I wasn't taking a lot of pictures necessarily growing up, but definitely, like, have a lot of strong memories from that and absorbing everything very visually that, and, um, yeah, and so lately when I go outside now, I love to bring my camera with me and take lots of pictures and, yeah, and that which not definitely informs my work. Sure. And, and so when, um, when you were starting in, in terms of, well, he's starting, <laughs> I, I, I take it you were, uh, maybe in the arts and crafts and, and, and things like that, or did you do a lot of stuff when you were growing up in terms of grade school and high school kind of art or? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I was, I was definitely into, um, arts and crafts all throughout my life. I was, um, very fortunate enough to have parents who have always like supported me in that and always loved making things and, um, and have always really kind of drawn a lot growing up. And, um, my mom tells me this story. I don't actually remember this, but she tells me that, um, when I was younger, I used to take like colored pencils or crayons and just scribble a little piece on a paper just to figure out which colors I liked next to each other. And just, um, but yeah, I have always been very, very active in doing that. And for every like birthday party I've ever had, I've always like wanted to have crafts and everybody else who was there at my birthday party, all my friends, you know, they'd get bored with the crafts within like five minutes and I'd just sit there and keep going. Sure. <laughs> bored, but yeah. Definitely. Well, and already considering, you know, palette choices at a, at a very young age, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of interesting. Um, and so, it, you know, when you start, I mean, when you got, when you started getting into it, um, I mean, was it something that you, you know, kind of envisioned that you wanted to do as, as a living, you know, when you started, I, I, I guess in high school, you know, continuing all of that stuff? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I ever like, like growing up necessarily like thought of it as like something that I wanted to do. I think it was just something that was always a part of my life and I kind of never gave it up. Um, I, yeah, during the summers when I growing up like in elementary school, I would go to an art camp. Um, my cousin and I would do it together and I always loved that. And then I got to high school and I signed up for every art class that I could and continued that. And I was, fortunate enough in high school to have um be offered a program called IB which is International Baccalaureate which is because it's international so basically it's like a program that wherever like the curriculum that I have here in the U.S. would be the same as someone doing the international program um like in Thailand or somewhere else in the world Mm -hmm. um and so that was really neat because I think a lot more was expected of me that way. Um, we were expected to have have sketchbooks on us all the time and look up different artists and um, was able to even start oil painting in high school, which going to college, I think I realized that that isn't so common for everyone in high school. So that was really neat. Although I must admit, the first time I oil painted in high school, I cried. So, <laughs> but but yeah, but I love it now, um, definitely, and it's definitely my medium of choice now. It was great to have kind of struggled through that already in in high school, so that when I got to college, I was already like a step ahead, I think. But but well, yeah, but I I guess so. Like with art, I've it's always something I wanted to do, but I actually didn't know how much I wanted it to be, like, how much I wanted to study it and or not going to college, and I think that was one of the main reasons that I chose a, a, a larger, like, liberal arts school, like Indiana University, rather than an art school, was so that I was 
one surrounded by different um, people with different interests, um, and two, so that I was also had the option to study other things, and and I th- that's always been really important to me too to study like um, study other things other than art too, and to inform my work. Um, and I have a minor in communications and culture and psychology as well, which I think was important to me. But, but yeah, and I actually thought I was going to study, like, graphic design at one point, but then it came down to choosing between a graphic design class and painting. And I just couldn't give up painting, so I just kept going with it. And, yeah, and I'm so glad I did because definitely, definitely love it and I think I made the right decision with that. Well, and so what was it like then, you know, um, transitioning from, you said you had a ton of art classes in high school. Um, so it must have been hopefully like, uh, I don't know, being in, in even wider experience, you know what I mean, in, in terms of just all the different kind of classes that you're going to have at a, at a university. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think that was really, like, really great. Um, and having just like even fundamental classes just like design and 3d that you have to take um as a freshman was also just like really useful and yeah I wish I I had always wish I had more time in college to just try to experience like more different like there's so many art classes you can take in 3d and 2d and I mean, if I wanted to do the BFA program, which I did, um, that limited the amount of outside classes, like in 3D or something else that I could take. Um, so I definitely took a lot of painting classes, but yeah, that was really, I learned so much from that because I was fortunate enough to have taken classes, painting classes and drawing classes with a lot of different instructors who had um, very, like, different approaches to it, um, and some more conceptual and some more, like, technique-oriented, um, which was really great because then I, I just feel like I kind of had a feel for it all and feel very fortunate for that. Sure, and I would imagine that you started out... Um and I could be wrong, you know, just kind of doing, you know, m- much more direct observational kind of representational work. Yeah, definitely. And in classes on a, on what they call the third floor of at Indiana University, which are the classes before, that you take kind of before you enter the BFA program. Um, those we painted a lot from models and from life and still lives and same with drawing. Um, we sometimes would go outside and draw, and I think that it's been really helpful because there's, I think that's there's something really really great about drawing from life and learning how to see things. I think there's there's nothing really quite better than like walking out of a drawing class and having learned to see something differently that you can then apply to like the rest of your life um and like walking around and you finally like see something you didn't see before everywhere um and so that's like really really neat and I think it's harder 
once you get into your own studio and you don't, and you're not necessarily working from life all the time, um, it's, I, I guess it's something that like is really important to me and drives my work just because, um, it can be easy to like forget how to see something if that makes any sense. Sure. Sure. Well, and, and I think, you know, you kind of hit on something that I think a lot of teachers want, you know, in terms of, you know, students leaving a class and, and kind of being able to recognize those things. And I think, you know, it's something that you bring up in terms of your artist statement, in terms of um, kind of collecting all these different different sources and being able to put them together. Um, and so I, I, I want to ask, though, before we get, you know, again, more more into the current, current kind of uh, BFA work, um, was, was color always something that was interesting to you or something that you... Um, you know, tend to ex- tended to explore because I, I I know that you know there's a lot of you know intense color and and muted color, um, but I, I would say just overall there's a there seems like a general interest in in that kind of area of exploration and um, you know even even just in terms of uh, the way that you're manipulating the the paint in in your works um, was that something that was early on interesting to you or was it something yeah. developed through doing you know, a particular set of, uh, uh, paintings or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I've always been fascinated by color, even at a very young age, but I think, um, I think color has been really kind of interesting because when you're working from directly from life, or at least for me, it's very easy to just copy the color that's right in front of me. Um, which is really really useful as well but I think I really learned something this past this last semester my thesis semester um and having been just in my studio and not necessarily working directly from life or just combining a bunch of different sources um including my own memory I had to rely back on more of like color theory rules and like equal values and, um, yeah, and just contrasts and warm and cools that you kind of learn in your fundamental classes. But so, yeah, it's just been kind of interesting to have, like, because I think, again, when I was in just in classes besides the VFA program and working from life more, it was just a matter of looking and copying the color that was there. But then when it was, like, in my studio more, I had to rely more on color theory. So again, I'm just fortunate that I had both experiences to help drive my work in both cases. The more current work or the kind of these, you know, abstracted out and and constructed landscapes. But, you know, before that, I'm I'm assuming that you painted just regular landscape. Was was that a combination of, of kind of being out there doing like plein air? Did you also do you know, paintings that you would be basing out of photographs? Yeah, no, I think it's it's kind of interesting because the work I had done before was not necessarily the landscape. And I think I, I kind of had struggled in the BFA program for a lot of it in terms of creating a body of work. And um, up until my last semester, I think, and I had always kind of thought of my two years as like, 
okay, well, by the time I get to my fourth semester in my thesis, I want to, like, have a body of work and know exactly what I want, but, but in order to do that, I kind of had to do all sorts of painting before. Sure. So, um, yeah, so actually when I first started and entered the program, I think I was doing, like, some of it was figurative, but I had, I had landscapes within it, but I was, yeah, kind of just explored a lot of different things and I think had a very common experience of trying to fit everything into one painting and, like, try to make it painting, like, very, and that one painting be very, very important. Like, I had to, like, fix the entire world and all its problems with that one painting. And so, I don't know, I painted, I, yeah, painted a series of, of figures um, and, like, then realized that that's not, that wasn't driving me enough. Um, and then had the very, like, like, conflicting issue of, like, do I paint from life? I really like painting from life, but I don't want to go outside necessarily and paint. Like, that's not necessarily what I'm after. So do, or do I make a setup in my studio or... What so that is what I ended up doing. I ended up making a setup in my studio, which just included a lot of stuff. Just it was just like like coats and paper, like and just like yeah, there's lots of stuff, and I think that helps me because it gave me something to look at, um, and I kind of wanted. To I was trying to explore how to, like, um, how to integrate multiple different viewpoints and different, um, different, like, images, I guess, into a single painting. Um, but I realized quickly that the setup was not, like, I guess the stuff that I had in my setups were, like, not that interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I gave that up quickly, but by that time, I think, I think painting just became, and art became really hard, like, it just became, like, kind of like a job, not fun, and so I had to kind of step back and go back and, like, think about what it was that I, like, fell in love with art in the first place. The idea of making things that I loved doing when I was younger um, and so my third semester, I actually literally went back to projects that I had done when I was little, like, and, like, I remember there was one project that I did in one, a class that I took during a summer at an art camp where it was, like, you sat in front of a projector and had to, like, trace your shadow, someone traced your shadow for you, and then you had to, like, fill the inside with images and collages of, of things that interest you and that you liked and so it was supposed to describe you and you know just kind of like one of those very elementary school projects that you do but I so I went back to that and I'm just interested in what that would mean if I did it now with the skill level that I had and and the things that interested me now so I kind of did something very similar to that and um, 
yeah, and so went back to a bunch of different projects and had to paint kind of to fall in love with painting again almost. Um, and so it was very different, and it wasn't until my last semester that I that I realized that I could kind of combine those two and, like, um, just let go of it and not make painting so important, but also it didn't have to be these little elementary school projects that I had to, and that's when I realized that and fell in love and kind of found the whole landscape and collecting ideas and stuff and memories and combining all those things to make my paintings that I make now. Kind of a random journey, but... Well, it's very evident is what I was going to say, you know, in, in terms of the way that, you know, even just the, the body of work that you submitted has a, has a nice variety. You know, some of them are more straightforward. Some of them are more abstracted out. What do you think the, the nature is between abstraction and, you know, like more of a, a traditional kind of landscape painting? Are there any kind of rules that you have in terms of, you know, how abstract you can make something or you know, any rules that you come through in terms of processing it? Yeah, I think that's definitely something that I'm really, like, conscious of and thinking about, and I don't know that I have a concrete answer for that yet. Like, I think I'm still exploring that a bit, but I really do enjoy the mix of, like, when you can figure something out, like something looks recognizable or... Like, something that you have definitely, like, seen before in your life. Like, you can tell that's a tree or that's a plant. And then allowing paint to be paint, be blurry and messy and not really understand and be more abstract. I think that's, like, the beauty of what paint can do. And it allows for it to be more about, like, like have a feeling of more like a memory kind of look to it rather than just being a straight forward landscape so I think that's interesting to me so I think there's certain areas of a painting that I have to make that I have to really like concentrate on what I'm looking at or like rather it's a photograph or just from a small still life that I've set up whatever the source may be where I have to make it look accurate and realistic but have other areas in my painting that are exploring just more the actual like abstraction or physicality of the paint so yeah and i think it's um you know even something that you you allude to a little bit in your artist statement i want to say the way that that some of the areas in your paintings just kind of dissolve mm -hmm. like they become i can't i can't remember exactly how you describe it you describe it as you know kind of like almost like forgetting them well i think say like something about like mental perceptions or i think of that as like the memories you may have or like what something might look like to us um, like in our minds. We collect a bunch of different visual memories, and then it's also when we, in our minds, we also like have a whole collections of everything we've ever lived in the past that kind of influence how we see something at the moment. And so it's not, we don't actually, at least for me, I don't feel like I ever like necessarily see like a straight image of what's in front of me but it's also influenced by all these other things and so that gets kind of blurred um and I think that's what painting can do is like there's areas that are blurred so it's almost more 
um, more what it could look like as what we could see in our minds. If that makes any sense. <laughs> you talked about them almost like imaginations, and I think that yeah. you know, I, I think especially like in the in the pieces where the where the backgrounds really kind of start to dissolve into you know, the space that you're depicting. It kind of puts you in this framework where you, I think as a viewer, can kind of recognize in some of them that they're not, you know, that they're not intended to be super direct representational images, that there is that, that idea behind it, the way that these different different abstractions or different landscaping kind of merge into that one. And so it's something that I think, you know, works really well in them. I like that idea. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I think that's definitely, I want to leave room for the viewer to bring their own imagination to it too and I would hope that my paintings give you a place where you can want to kind of explore and would want to try to create a little story of like what well what could be happening in that in that tree house or or behind that that tree or whatnot and kind of bring their own imagination to it as well and create a whole new work of art I think just by bringing their own imagination to it as well, you know? You know, one of the things that we were talking about also before this is, um, and it could be related, I, I think, to the kind of research that you do, is that you uh, just finished a nice long uh, vacation. And um, I don't know, is that is that something that set up a, a big charge then for you to, to kind of get some get some new work going now that you're kind of done with school for, for the time being and relocated in, in Michigan? Yeah, definitely. I think my trip... Um, I took a trip around Europe and went to um, Belgium to visit family, but then also France, um, Spain, and Scotland, and did a lot of hiking in Spain and Scotland and took a lot of pictures, and there's such magical scenery in both those places that will definitely influence my work. Um, And, yeah, I'm excited to get started with that, and I'm kind of excited for the place that I was in when I left school because I think I was just starting to figure out where I wanted to head and so instead of finishing something and starting something new I feel like I can just keep going and and also on this trip um I was able to see a lot of art and a lot of old master paintings and that are just really (laughs) just made me feel very lazy because they're the paintings are so great and so complex, and it made me just really want to dive into that and try to make works that are more complex in terms of composition. And so it gave me definitely a lot of inspiration and drive to keep going. Well, again, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, uh, what comes out of all this and where you go from here. So thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an honor. Thanks again to Maureen for joining us. Once again, you can find out more about her and her work by visiting marinetemples.com. Of course, if you like this episode of Studio Break and you want to hear more, please look through any of the other episodes we have. We have a number of these shorter podcasts with our MFA and BFA 2012 competition winners. We have full-length interviews, other highlight episodes. You can scroll down at the bottom keep adding more artists to view more slideshows, which is a good way. But you can also look to the left on the sidebar. There's an archive menu, and you can go month by month and just look at all sorts of good stuff. So please go ahead and do that. 
Because you never know, you might miss out on great sculptors like Brian Kaepernakis from Chicago, or Shona McDonald who lives in Massachusetts, or maybe even hear how we got started by listening to John Reddington and me try to get this off the ground in our very first episode. Of course, if you want to find out more about your host, David Linway, that's me, you can visit my website, davidlinway.com, and see a number of the paintings that I have up there, mostly dealing with, oddly enough, landscape and architecture, so please go ahead and check that out. Once again, you can follow us at Studio Break on Twitter, so follow us there, and also get updates and previews of future guests and reminders for shows and things like that at Studio Break on Facebook, so please like us there. Remember that this podcast is available on iTunes. Simply search for Studio Break in the iTunes store under Podcasts and subscribe there. We'd also really appreciate any feedback that you might leave as it just increases some visibility. Um, and maybe you can think of this as a, uh, a holiday gift from you, the, uh, the listener. So if you like this, please share it with any of your peers, artists, friends, parents, whomever, and uh, we'd really appreciate it. All right, that's all the show we have for today. We'll talk to you real soon.